Welcome to episode 90 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL, the Joe Juno episode. I think that that's right. Episode 90. Um, Well, we have hockey back and more specifically, we have Kraken hockey back. Lots to talk about from the opener in Las Vegas. Holy smokes, there's good, there's bad, some more bad, and then some good. So we'll talk. And we have to discuss the hit on Turbo. Gru was a rock star. Fantastic. I think that guy was the best player on the ice. Uh, NHL news, Connor Bedard. Have you ever heard of Connor Bedard before? Have you heard his name in NHL broadcast before? If you haven't, please take whatever is in your ears out and eyes. Uncover your eyes. Plus, we will discuss the NHL banning players from putting rainbow tape on their sticks. This is a big deal. Note on questions coming up. Joey and I will discuss uh, uh, match penalties and three stars of the week where we catch you up on what we've been doing in our personal lives because you care about that, right? So welcome back to Kraken Hockey. Let's discuss. Let's get to it. Episode 90 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's up? How are you? My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. So you came in with a little, this little tune there. A little There's bit a little of a tune. tune. I'm trying to keep myself awake. I don't have coffee on me now. I've already pounded my first cup. I was going to go cup number two. I'm going to start getting the jitters. I feel like I'm waking up in Las Vegas right now. Minimum sleep. I feel hungover. I was stone sober last night. Just feel hungover. I think I finally got to bed around two in the morning. Got up early and was like, you know, started prepping for this episode. And was just like, oh, man, hockey. Whew, hockey is back. It's going to be a season. One down, 81 to go. You know, as you I'm a, I'm a few years ahead of you. But as as you get older, Joey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's it gets uh, drinking gets tougher on you. Right. But also uh, West Coast hockey games when you live not on the West Coast get tougher on you, too. It's, it's I feel the same exact way. Well, let's just get to it. Let's get to your Kraken. Reaction. Sorry, dude. I'm just so amped to talk about cracking hockey. So no, that's fine. I, again, I feel like you know, like last year when I went to Vegas and then I spent a day in a hotel room, uh, proceeding to get sick, and then I had to have a nurse come in with an IV. That's yeah. how I, that's kind of how I feel right now. So <laughs> that's no. where I'm. That's where I'm at mentally. So well. All right, so let's just start discussing uh, opening night in Las Vegas. Uh, the Kraken lose four to one. Um, I, I think it was more a tale of the periods, uh, less the overall score. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll discuss that. Let's start off with the whole fiasco of I, I appreciate the NHL getting amped for opening night and having three games back to back to back. But when you are the you know tail end of that epic broadcast of all these games you're going to get screwed over like we did because not only did we have to sit through uh tampa bay and nashville which was a fun game and then connor bedard the connor bedard game or connor bedard broadcast featuring Mm -hmm. connor bedard uh, versus the pittsburgh penguins 
featured yeah. on ESPN. Yes, it was the Connor Bedard show featuring a game uh, between the Blackhawks and the Penguins, which was actually a pretty good game too. Um, and then, of course, we had to sit through the damn stupid banner raising ceremony, which like it was like okay, cool. the game's pushed back to like uh, a nine thirty, and we're in Central Time, so for us it was a nine thirty Central Time start, seven thirty uh, Pacific Time start, mm-hmm. and then. They're like, we got to tack on another 30, 40 minutes because we've got to set up this stupid-ass slot machine or whatever they had to do. And it was like, it didn't get started till 10 o'clock or so. And yeah, that 10, 15, is, but who's counting? For us, we're central time again. It was tough. Yes. And I did, honestly, out of spite, and also, too, like, I had to clean up the kitchen, and I had to get the house prepared for bedtime. So I just mm. did it while they were raising the Stanley Cup banner. So while this, the Stanley Cup banner was shooting, I watched it afterwards, but, you know, it was shooting out of that, the the slot machine which what do you think where do you think that is now do you think they threw it out or do they just have it like in the back no it's in the las vegas airport right now somebody just lost their last ten dollars before they board their uh spirit airlines flight you know back to salt lake city that's exactly what's happening i have to ask you yeah what are your legitimate thoughts on the banner raising ceremony last night in las vegas i think my uh my opinion is going to surprise you a little bit I don't know. I mean, honestly, I just saw I saw like the highlights. I didn't watch the whole damn thing. I didn't want to sit through it. I literally had to wash dishes and put the dogs up in their kennels and I had to shut off all the lights and tuck the kids into bed. And then I got into bed and I watched the game on my phone. Like so I didn't really watch I just saw the banner come out. First number one thing that I'll say is the slot machine took too damn long to hit on the three Las Vegas Golden Knights um logos. Like so, then the, the the award was the banner coming up, which was a uh-huh. cool idea. I thought it was a cool idea. Yes. But when we're waiting that long to get the game going, and all these people are amped up in the stadium, and I'm thinking as a Golden Knights fan, is like just immediately go boom, 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 and then starts raising. It took like 15 seconds to even start raising the damn thing once he pulled the 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 lever. It's like, come on, like make your giant slot machine tech way better here, Las Vegas. You guys are like the gambling mecca of the world. Let's go. You could tell that he also had no idea what, what like side that he was supposed to kind of like skate around to and pull the lever. There was a weird quick glance at the camera, like where the fuck am I supposed to be going right now when he skated out when he skated out with the cup? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't have any issues with it. I blame the previous game. This happens every freaking time. There's a national broadcast because we are always stacked up against, you know, we're either like the second or the last game of the night. That game always goes late. As I'm watching Connor, the Connor Bedard show, I'm just thinking to myself, this game might go into freaking overtime. It's already running late. You know, like by the time the Kraken were supposed to be, you know, having puck drop on their season, there's still like almost an entire third period left. So I was already bracing myself for like the 45 minute hockey delay. That's why I tweeted out last night death, taxes, and hockey games not starting on time. This is just par for the course, man. Like we just. It's a brutal reality for people that do not live on the West Coast like you and I do, and it's freaking hard. My opinion, though, on the on the ceremony is I actually didn't mind it. It was very on the nose. Yes, there was like a little bit of like some whatever. Coronation was kind of fucked up or whatever, um, a little bit discombobulated there for a second. But overall, I actually didn't mind it. And there was, there was also talking during the broadcast of like how the ring presentation ceremony – uh, was given to the players by like an Elvis impersonator. They, like you mentioned, they had the giant slot machine that the banner came out of, and all of that stuff. I actually don't mind that because it's very on theme for the Vegas Golden Knights. Even though at times I'm like, God, this shit is kind of corny. With that being said, 
if this were reverse, right, and the Kraken had won the cup last year and this is our ceremony, I don't give a shit that the game is 45 minutes late. I want Absolutely. to see everything. I want to see the tentacles coming down. I want to see Bowie, you know, losing his freaking mind and head banging the freaking plexiglass. Like, whatever is going on, give me more of it. So I understand that it was 45 minutes long. I, I actually didn't mind the ceremony that much. It could have been a little bit better coordinated. But overall, it is what it is. Because if this were the Seattle Kraken ceremony, they could have fucking had a puck drop at midnight. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I get it. If I'm a Golden Knights fan, like it was awesome. And 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 again, I'm not going to take this away from the Golden Knights. Is they're a good hockey team and they know how to put on a show. It's it, they should. It's Las Vegas. So yes. I agree with you 100. percent um, Saying that, I've seen enough banner raising ceremonies in my day that I just don't give a shit. If it's not my team, I ain't going to watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to be super pumped about Play it. I'll watch. Hockey. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Let's just get to it. It's season opener. I was ready to go. So. Um, you know, so we we move past that and we get into the first period, and we're one game into the season. I made a joke. I tweeted last night, which was awesome because it's good to see that you know Twitter or X is still what it is. Um, and I said mm-hmm. after like three shots on goals or on goal or like you know after the first goal from Gru or whatever it was, I tweeted like, "Oh no, Gru! Oh, <laughs> we're we're gonna have a long you know the season's over because he had like you know." He gave up one goal on three shots. No, it was the first shot. It was the first shot on net they had, and the Kraken had five at that point, and they were some pretty quality chances. Well, I screenshotted his stats, which was like .667 after like three yes. shots on, and and I tweeted it out. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a lo- this is gonna be a bad season. Grew what the hell? And people were like, and they started arguing about goal. Like, this is sarcasm. We're fine. So the first period is. It is what it is. The guys look super slow. They look super disorganized. It comes down to this. The new guys on the team look like new guys. Didn't really know the system all that well. Uh, I think the guys that we've known and loved that were are on the team, um, you know, they were just slow. They just were off. They were slow. You had the Golden Knights who were amped on the ceremony, and they're a good hockey team. Um, you know, we we had some mistakes. That that everything was a mistake in the first period. I think. Philip Grubauer played amazing. He looked quick. He looked sharp. Um, I, I, I'm kind of fast forwarding and just talking about Gru to like the second period, the Barbashev mm-hmm. goal. That that one was a little. He could have done a little bit, bit better there, but at the same time, also, it was also a clean breakaway and it's a one on one situation. Could he have done better? Yeah. Is high glove side a little bit of an area of a weakness of Gru? Yes, in the past it has been. You know, it's a one on one breakaway well, situation. I'm going to hope he makes a play there, but it's it's a coin flip. I'm gonna disagree. This, this is awesome. First game of the season. Disagreeing with you. I love uh, it. It on. wasn't. It wasn't a clean breakaway. He had a guy. I forgot who was playing D on him, but he had a Barbashev had a guy. It was the Dundertaker who was not playing D. He was pretending to play D. He was. You know, Don Vince Dunn had his, his moments, but anyway, he was hanging all over Barbashev, and Barbashev is just a beast. And he fired a shot, and it it went in the one spot that it could go in. It was a great shot. I felt like Gru could have been positioned a little bit better, but that's literally like nitpicking. I think what was an awesome game by Philip Grubauer. So the first period back to that yes. grew did fantastic. The rest of the team, not so good. Um, and we'll talk more about turbo in a minute. Turbo made that boneheaded mistake. He, I think he was trying to throw the puck off the boards to himself or something. Um, and he just deflected it basically in, in towards he the put net. He put the puck in his own freaking net. And that was right after, you know, the first goal for Vegas, it was Stone Howden and Stevenson. Uh, they did a tic-tac-toe on Groovy. And as I am watching the game and everyone's losing their shit, like, oh, my God, you know, first shot against us on the season and Groovy gives up a goal. 
do yourself a favor and go and go back and watch that play. Like I, I'm, I do my best not to be biased. I think you do the same thing as well. We try to call it how we see it. As I am watching that play develop, I'm thinking to myself, how does a goalie defend this? Because that that play, which was not discussed, um, also came on the heels of a fantastic, absolutely fantastic save from Aiden Hill. Vegas Golden Knights, like they immediately start pushing the puck up the ice. And again, like I just mentioned, tic-tac-toe, guys wide open. Gruby uh, tries to dive cross body and make a save. It's just not happening in that scenario. I think nine times out of 10, that's going to be a goal. The second one, like you just mentioned, Turbo puts it in um, the back of the net for the Vegas Golden Knights. And all of a sudden, you know, the Kraken are down to nothing despite having a lot of shots on net and just not being able to get one in. And Aiden Hill is standing on his damn head early. I mean, it is what it is, but we've talked about this a lot, you know, last season, maybe even the season before. A lot of times, these crucial goals in a game that can swing things, and for, and for Vegas, it kind of set the tone for them for the game, will come on the heels of uh, of a goalie making a particular save and then the team taking advantage of that. They are a good team. They took advantage of that. Uh, I would say that that first period, they, they got the energy in check, which is which was good. I mm-hmm. think the energy was off and and. Not good in the first period. They contained themselves a little bit, although they jump out to a three nothing lead um, early in the second. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that started to make the team gel a little bit more. And you could see the progression of the Kraken becoming the Kraken team that we know and love uh, as the game went on. They got better as the game went on. They sh- they shook off rust. So it was the big rig hit, right? That was the that was the moment where you saw the momentum and the crack and start to kind of get back into form from last yeah. season. There was in the, even in the first, there's great highlights. I mean, they outshoot the, the night, the golden Knights and it was, so there's great things going on. Um, but the energy was off and in the second, yeah, the energy started to come back. And by the third, I think they were humming. And that's when we get to like the things that I loved about that game, seeing number one grew still my guy. And I've been very critical in the past about, you know, goaltending. Um, but he's still my guy. He's, Great. Uh, Father Canner, when Father Canner continues to be the goal scorer of the Seattle Kraken, and I love that when he scores goals, great things happen. He's now scored a goal in every season opener for the Seattle Kraken ever. Didn't you call him scoring a goal last night? I did in my in my no sweat bet. Um, that's the only thing I got right. The in my parlay was Father Canner scoring a goal. Um, so I did pick that, which was awesome, but I did pick. Uh, the Kraken to win on the money line. And I did pick the goals over to be six and a half. So, um, which I, I told we'll, we'll be getting there. So, you know, the only other thing we should discuss is the hit on, well, not the only other thing. There's plenty of things. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, telling you what we're going to talk about here, but um, is the hit on turbo, mm-hmm. which was a dirty, dirty hit by uh, Mr. Howden. Yeah, dirtier than a strip club buffet, Jeff. That's exactly what I was Great saying tweet. last night. Thank you. Great tweet, by Thank the you. way. But all jokes aside, the play was fucking dirty. And, you know, he's not even playing the puck. He's very defenseless. Defenseless, sorry. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. you know, waking up after a couple hours of sleep here. And, yeah, he gets uh, he gets his freaking head taken off. And not only does he take his shoulder to the, to the head when he doesn't see it, it's a complete blindside hit but his right leg awkwardly kind of folds underneath him and he falls backwards on top of it. Obviously everybody knows about the injury that he had a year and a half ago at this point. So we're all very worried. The good part is eventually he was able to get up off of the ice and was able to get out of the game. But 
as of now, there's there are no updates on Turbo, and so I'm just kind of hoping and praying that everything works out for this guy because man, that would be a brutal, brutal start to the season. My gut's telling me he's back. Um, I don't know if he's going to play Thursday night against Nashville, um, but I think that he will be back for this season. Again, not a doctor. Clearly, I'm an idiot, but I do think that he's going to be okay. Hopefully, yeah. I um I th- I hope so. I hope so. It was a nasty hit. Uh, Brett Howden is already uh, scheduled to have a hearing today as of this recording, Wednesday, October 11th with the uh, NHL. And this dude's getting suspended for sure because, I mean, Turbo is looking down and all of a sudden a truck comes through with a shoulder to the head uh, of of Turbo, Brandon Tanev. So I hope he's okay. Um, That would be horrible if he's if he's down for long or something happened to those legs again that we need. So. Dirty hit. Guys got to get suspended. You got to put the clamps down on that. I'm thinking four to four games, five games. Definitely um, a fine coming as well with that. Yeah, absolutely. So totally sucked. So overall, the Kraken lose four to one. But really, after giving up, you know, three goals in in basically like you know, 25 minutes of play, they mm-hmm. did solidify that last goal was an empty net goal from Jack Eichel. Yes, um, and we can finally shut up about the 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 Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Stanley Cup. We'll we'll talk about it more. I'm sure we'll hear about it more, but at the same time, like you don't have to watch any more of the Las Vegas rigmarole of the, you know, the yellow carpet and the damn slot machine and shit yeah, like, like that. A so Vegas circle jerk. And I have to say really quick, this is something that really bothered me last night. I did say something about it where there was a chorus of booze from the Vegas crowd when turbo could not get off the ice. Like they were legitimately upset that he, and and don't get me wrong, right? Like there's a lot of people in an arena and Las Vegas, there's going to be a lot of alcohol flowing. With that being said, he's clearly hurt. The guy can't get up. And there is a chorus of boos from the crowds booing Turbo because he's not getting off the ISO so the game can resume. All of those fans that were booing can go fuck themselves. I don't care like how inappropriate I'm being right now. I think I said something about like, yeah. I hope they lose all of their money on the tables later on that night because they're just a bunch of fucking bums. Yeah. That like, I, man, That's uneducated I, I, would, I would like to think fans. this game were being, were being played, you know, in Seattle or even just anywhere else in general, that when you see a player who's seriously hurt, they can't get off the ice. You don't hear boos from the crowds. And it wasn't just like a couple of people. It was pretty loud. It was very noticeable. So I just had to make a note on that really quick because I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? You know, so yeah, I, I think that those people kind of like this is like, you know, when you get really, you know, you, you're, you're partying and you got to, you've had too many and you say something or do something stupid. And the next day you wake up and you go, oh man, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. Can't take it back, but I really wish. I hope that most of those fans that were booing like that, same thing. They were just partying hardcore drinking that half of them didn't know exactly what was going on on the ice. And then they heard some booze and they just kind of joined in because of the booze. So they're, you know, hopefully us were hung over and that's their excuse because yeah, that's horrible. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt because my brain's just going, you're shitty people and you're shitty. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I'm not, I, I don't want to get, I don't like Las Vegas golden Knights fans. Um, at no. least as, as a whole, we've talked about this as a whole, yes. indiv- there are individuals that I do like, but, Yes. Um, I, those individuals that I do like also would not do that sort of thing. So, yes. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Please. I was going to say, we don't play the golden Knights again until the winter classic. Oh my so, God. That I know it's going to be, there's going to be, I mean, there's gonna. I feel like there's going to be a retaliation fight, right? I mean, again, NHL, old school NHL 
and I would love to see um, one of our boys drop the mitts in honor of Turbo Winter Classic Outdoor T-Mobile Park National Broadcast just being like, we defend our fucking teammates. Oh, yeah. I am so ready for that. I'm ready for the Seattle Kraken to fly us out so we can be there in person. I'm just going to keep putting those vibes out. Oh, yeah. We're working. I mean, actually, that's in the works right now. And by in the works, it's talking about this uh, on the podcast to hopefully manifest it. We haven't sent any emails or discussed this or no contact with the team at all. Jokes. Yep. But we are working on it right now. So. I think the odds of it happening are pretty high. Yes. Uh, quick uh, notes on the game really, uh, really fast here. Uh, Gru ends up with 24 saves on 27 shots. It's just shy of a, you know, 900 save percentage, like eight, eight, nine. Um, throw those stats out of the window. Again, if you go back and rewatch the game, I think he was doing fantastic. Your point last night about him slamming down his water bottle in the first yeah. period he was because pissed. he's so frustrated because the team is – playing like shit and leaving him out to dry and everyone is immediately on his ass. And you know what? Like his position is the most difficult position in hockey to play. He gets paid a lot of money. The reality is that people goalies, right. in the, in the role of Grubauer, they're going to take the brunt of the blame for stuff like this. That's fine. It comes with the territory. It is what it is, but you got to come with the facts first before you actually watch it. I think he did play a pretty damn good game. All things being said, he was hung out to dry and he was pissed off because the team was playing like crap. And as you notice, as the team got to settle in like middle of the second period and onwards, shocker grew kind of settled in as well. But I thought he was setting the tone early and the team was not up to speed with him. Um, another thing I have to make a note of here is uh, we did like the Kraken outshot uh, the Golden Knights 33-28, but the Kraken were out hit. They lost the faceoff battle. Uh, that was, fi- uh, I believe it was 15-20 uh, to 20 or 20-25. to I'm sorry I lost the stat there. Uh, we blocked fewer shots and we had fewer takeaways. Like at the end of the day, um, you know, when you lose those battles, you're going to lose. And also, uh, in the past seven years, Vegas is six and one uh, when it comes to home openers. Their last, lo- their only loss, rather, was in 2018 against the Flyers. So, like, they don't lose home matches. It is what it is. There's 81 games in the- left in the season. I'm not hitting the panic button now. Let's just see what goes on with Turbo's health. I don't hit the panic button until mid-November. Should we? I was going to say at least two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I I loved what I, see- I saw. I grew is in. He's he's fired up. Uh, I don't know anything about Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer, other than what we all know, he wears leader hosen and he I, yeah taps, taps kegs. kegs. Yes, yes. Uh, and I imagine though, like you know, he probably speaks up when he needs to in the locker room. And I guarantee you, after the first, he he was in there like guys, stop making dumb plays. Like start thinking, get your head together. And I, I guarantee you that's what helped to w- wake them up was what you said. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, also uh, Yamamoto last night, yams on the power play. Listen, I know the power play is still something left to be desired. I actually like the way that it looked, which maybe is a hot take here. I thought yams brings a lot of speed and aggressiveness and a different level to the power play that I did not see last year. I mean, not scoring, by the way, on a five-minute power play, that's weak PP. That's swimming pool PP energy. That's middle of winter outside scraping on the ice off your car PP energy. It's bad. But with that being said, I did like the energy and the talent that Yams brings to the power play. I'm excited to see that develop over the course of the season. Because of that, I actually felt like they were able to generate a decent amount of quality shots. They just weren't getting them in the back of the net. So I'm curious to see how that progression goes over the rest of the season. I think the I agree with you 100%. The Kraken are fine. We are definitely the same team we were last year. 
Uh, they will be a playoff team. Guarantee it. I love seeing all these predictions from these fools across the league. Like we lost uh, our entire team or something. It's the same team yes. and they will do what they need to do. They'll make playoffs. I think there was a lot of great stuff that happened last night. A lot of bad stuff, but they'll fix it. So Gru's looking good. The rest of the team's got some promise. We're going to be just fine. We will play on Thursday night. Uh, like Joey just said, that's the 12th of October in Nashville against the Predators, um, who lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning um, yesterday. And then the Blues. And the Blues, I don't know what to expect from the Blues, but uh, that'll be interesting. Always to watch tough. Them. Always tough. Always tough. In It's in St. Louis. So we're on a road trip. We do like road trips, although it's off to a bad start. Um, blues on Saturday. And then we get into next week back home against the Avs, the Hurricanes. The Rangers. So there's a, a good, good yeah. a gauntlet of a start of a season, man. I love it. Bring it on. They are fine. The Kraken are going to be fine. Um, the Kraken are going to beat the Preds. We're going to score. This is going to be a high scoring game because we're finally going to click on that. Um, I, I would like, I, I'm thinking a reverse, maybe a reverse of what we saw last night. And it's a four, one Kraken win. And then the blues that, that, that could be like a crazy game there. So, um, Anyway, I, yeah, I think there's going to be a, a goal scoring barrage in Nashville. I'm calling it right now. I think, uh, I think they're going to be under some heavy fire. They're going to be fired up. So, all right. So, um, there you go. There's your Kraken stuff. As always, you know, let us know on social media at Kraken Pod if you have anything at all to, um, you know, say about anything we've said. Please share it with us. Uh, and let's talk about some NHL news. Was anything happening last night in the NHL other than the Golden Knights uh, Seattle cracking game? I don't remember. No, that's it. We can move on. Is there anything big? Like, was there any, like, is there something that the entire, every broadcast person was talking about? Or I know where you're going. But I just thought of something that we have failed to mention, which is a, which is a fuck up on both of our ends. And what? I'm emphasizing the F there because it was, um, do you want to quickly discuss, uh, or at least give him his dues, Barry Melrose, after nearly 30 years with ESPN and, and his just overall career in the sport of hockey, is is retiring immediately to spend time uh, with loved ones, family, and friends because he has been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So the NHL is uh, will no longer have Barry Melrose, you know, with ESPN and. I will say before, please, Jeff, like take over. Uh, but I, I will say really quickly that even as a new hockey fan, I remember growing up and I've been a diehard sports fan my entire life. And I remember like sports center every night was such a staple of just my life and like millions of other people's lives. And I can recall not even being a real hockey fan because I never really had a team, but I remember watching Barry Melrose on sports center and being like, man, this dude's hair is awesome. His suits are the best. His level of swag is just completely unparalleled. Like I'm not even watching hockey at this phase of my life. And I am completely enamored with this guy. And I think it's a, it's a huge, huge loss. Obviously it's understandable why he has to walk away. And I wish him, um, you know, nothing but the best. And I think we've been very, very spoiled and very fortunate to have him uh, in our lives um, and, and many aspects over the, over, you know, quite a while. Yep, I've watched him my whole life. I watched him on NHL Tonight back in the 90s, which was how you got, you know, the cool, it was the cool after Sports Center, 11.30 at night, 
uh, hockey show. And it was all supposed to be neat with all these clips of highlights and stuff like that. And Barry Melrose in the 90s was coaching too. He coached the Kings uh, to the Stanley Cup finals against the Montreal Canadiens. But then he went into mostly broadcasting. He had a couple of stints off and on. But like I watched him my whole life. And he is, I, I think, um, you know, there's Don Cherry, which, you know, the CBC has. Um, who is crazy and racist. Um, and then you got Barry Melrose, who is full of personality, sharp suits, the mullet, always had the mullet, but always had something colorful to say. And from what I've read and seen and always kind of known is he's just one of the nicest dudes on the planet. So um, he's been part of my hockey life forever. He's one of those those things like, you know, whether it's sports or something else that you watch on TV or whatever you've kind of spent a lot of time with. It's just that sort of like, thing of comfort you know what i mean it's like you know these broadcasters that have been around for years you know at some point in my life i will see a changeover in that and i'm seeing some of it but this is one of those you know old school dudes who learned how to be new school and continue to help grow the game of hockey and when i don't know if you saw it but uh, john butchagross put out the this video um that narrated was, by wayne gretzky yeah when wayne gretzky is narrating your tribute video you've done something pretty well in the game of hockey. And that's what I really loved about what was said in this video um, was that, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, hockey, it's not the NHL, it's a community and, you know, rallying around him to support him um, is a great thing. So anyway, B Barry Melrose, just awesome. Nothing but great things to say about him uh, as far as watching him my entire life and uh, you know, wish him the best and hopefully that he can, you know, have a good life uh, from whatever he's got uh, going on and, and hopefully he's around for a while longer. So that's a brutal disease. Parkinson's is brutal. So I wish him the best, but anyway, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for that. Yeah, of um, course, man. Almost forgot, but yeah, we need to move on to the Connor Bedard show now that ESPN so graciously put on for all of us. So I tweeted this yesterday, obviously, uh, which was cool is uh, the Blackhawks get a win in the first game in the Connor Bedard era. They beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. And um, pretty, pretty solid win. And uh, what's kind of cool, um, which sucks to see as a Kraken fan, but I'm happy for this guy, is Connor Bedard gets his first NHL point, an assist on a Ryan Donato goal. And uh, it was a great goal. Love seeing Donnie do well somewhere else, playing on that top line with Connor Bedard. So that was pretty cool. It's cool to see Connor Bedard get that. Um, two things. Uh, that's the first game that I've watched Connor Bedard play, mm -hmm. right? Overall seen, thoughts, yeah. I've seen please. highlights. I mean, the, it, it's there. The 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 hype is real. Um, once he figures out the NHL, he's going to be a superstar. Um, so fast, lightning quick shot. He like can just fire the puck uh, perfectly within like a second of getting it. His release is insane. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane release on his shot. And just like he just does everything really well. He's a, he's smart. He just skates so well. He's just in the right spots. Um, he's going to get his, I think he's going to get his first, I thought he'd get his first goal last night, but I think he's going to get his first goal in the next game. Um, but saying that is, and somebody, somebody tweeted back at me uh, and, and had a good point. I, I have felt for the past month or so of watching Connor Bedard talk to the media that he is stressed the hell out. He is, sitting there with the weight of the hockey world and the Chicago Blackhawks hockey world on his shoulders as the second coming of Wayne Gretzky mm -hmm. um, to save this franchise and make them into a contender. And I feel like, I feel like he 
is very super serious. And I know he's a rookie. He's been trained in media relations forever. I think he's he's like on edge. Yes. And I feel like anytime like the inner the 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 between periods interview with him, they were kind of which I'd be pissed off too, is the the joke was that when he came out for warm-ups, which he did with no bucket, right? It was a big deal, no bucket. Yeah, no bucket warmers, which by the way, he ha- is not grandfathered into. So when's the suspension for Connor Bedard coming? Actually, just kick him out of the league in general, you know. Yeah, just they should kick him out. Czechoslovakia. So they so he but he also went on the ice initially without a stick. And they made the whole first period. They were talking about, oh, you, for, you know, he forgot his stick and da 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 da. And they're trying to point out that he's a kid. Well, I forgot who was interviewing him um, in the intermission, but she brought it up. She's like, so you were going out for warm-ups, and it looks like you forgot your stick. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't forget my stick. I just do that sometimes. Da 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 da. da. And he just he he seems to me like he's just ready to flip out because he's got all this pressure on him. Now back to the tweet. Somebody had said, well. He's kind of like Connor McDavid because Connor McDavid is notoriously just super straightforward, all business when it comes to talking that sort of stuff. And he trains with Connor McDavid. He trained with Connor, with Connor McDavid over the summer, so maybe he's just channeling. Maybe he's just channeling Connor McDavid's vibes here. What are your thoughts? I, I feel like he's super uptight and he's ready to flip out at any time. So yeah, I love this. We're on disagreement number two uh, for the season already, and we haven't discussed this. I, I want well, one. I will say so him coming to the Blackhawks. It's like the it's like the NHL's version of Michael Jordan going to the Bulls, right? Like these guys go to Chicago and they're expected to like turn this franchise into something special. But more so even with Bedard, I would argue, which I know probably sounds insane to people listening right now. But like Jordan wasn't the first overall pick. Bedard was. He's being like you said, like he's being hailed as like the next uh, coming of Wayne Gretzky. Like this guy's going to be the face of the franchise, the face of the league. Uh, everything for years to come. It's kind of like the LeBron James expectations, right? Where like they're dubbing him the king early on. And now you have to live up to the hype. I actually think that there is personality there. I love that he is training with uh, with McDavid. I mean, that guy has the personality of fucking, you know, watching paint dry on a wall. McDavid's boring as shit. But you know what? It pays off because his play speaks for itself. It is what it is with McDavid. If you want to see a weird video, watch him do like the tour of his house through like MTV Cribs or something like that. It's awkward as shit. Anyways, I digress. Uh, I think there's personality there. There was actually a video that was released where it was like um, new and old age questions, him versus Sidney Crosby. And I did see a little bit of personality in that video. Side note, I actually liked during the face-off of Sid, which, you know, is your favorite player uh, ever. But I like Sid, you know, saying, you know, to the opposing players, hey, guys, good to see you again. You know, welcome back. Let's have ourselves a game. And then to and then to Connor Bedard, who's facing him in the face off to start the game. He's like, hey, man, welcome to the NHL. And then proceeds to kick the shit out of him on the face off. I'm a little biased. I had to pick. Uh, I unfortunately had to take Sid the kid for my fantasy team. So I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Wasn't that the ref that said, did all though, that? Didn't the ref say all that? I think the ref said it. I, I thought, know. no, that was that was uh, Sidney Crosby saying that. Oh, okay. And the ref was like, "All right, guys, have yourself a game." But it was it was Sid who was like, "Hey, man, welcome to the NHL." They okay. Crap out of him on the face off. All of that being said, I'm actually going to do a slight pivot here from where you're where you're uh, where you're going with it. I like all the expectations. In fact, I love all the expectations. I I'm with it. I just think he's going to flip I, I out. Can't, okay, I, I can't fathom how stressful that is. But but listen, at the end of the day. It comes with the territory, man. And you know what? Like, I 
you know, being a new hockey fan, this is my third year watching hockey, so I still have a lot to learn. But one thing that I would love to see this league do is really grow the game. Um, and I think that the NHL has done a lot of things wrong, which we were, are going to get into here soon. Unintentional segue a little bit, but the NHL has done a lot of things wrong in terms of being able to organically grow this game and get more people to start watching hockey. And I think this chance with Connor Bedard is a real chance to get people bought in. And if he is as good as advertised, which I fully do believe that he is, um, I think that this is a, a player that people can kind of hang their hat on and watch for years to come. Um, and so, you know, the expectations, they are what they are. But yeah, if I'm him, I'm wound all the way up. I'm extremely stressed out. I mean, you can prepare for media relations and, and be dealing with that stuff, you know, probably since, you know, he was what, 12, 13 years old. I mean, at what point do you start kind of separating yourself from the pack? Probably around that age. But it's not going to prepare you for the national spotlight, the international spotlight, and everything that comes with the NHL. Then going to a big media market like Chicago, he definitely forgot his stick. He was so caught up in the moment. Honestly, he should have just owned it and kind of you know fell on the sword there and be like, yeah, dude, there's a lot going on. Like, I forgot my stick, but let me go out there and play. It is what it is. But yeah, man, overall, I, I love it. Like, bring on the expectations and let's see how he lives up to it. I mean, he's he's in this p- particular position because he is that good. So let's see what he does with it. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I, I He's going to be a superstar, a rock star. And uh, I think that he... Um, he he will get into the personality at some point. There's some light there, and I yes. think Con- Connor Bedard uh, will get there. Connor McDavid, he's starting to get there a little bit, um, but you know he may never change. But I think in his core, he's going to be there. But I, I like the expectations. I actually like. I don't mind hearing about Connor Bedard. I don't mind, you know, seeing everything about him. I want to see him succeed. I want to see this kid do well. And um, I was excited to watch him play last night. So at the end of the day, like joking aside is I'm okay with all the Connor Bedard talk. So, you know, okay. it's something, something fun and exciting for the league. And we haven't had a superstar, superstar expected, expected to be in the league in a long time. So um, cool yeah. with that. Happy with that. And I think he's going to do well. And I, I, I have friends who are Chicago Blackhawks fans who are actually cool. Not like the Blackhawks fan that you had met uh, mm-hmm. a couple years back. Yeah, the homeless um, man who verbally assaulted me at a bar. Yes. Yes. That guy hopefully is dead. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it, but, uh, anyway, uh, I hope the Blackhawks do. Okay. Right. So yes, now let's move on to something else and we don't have to s- send, spend a ton of time on it, but, um, I, the whole pride tape banning that came down just over the past couple of days for the NHL. Here's the quick backstory is over the summer. As if you remember, let's go back further last year, all the controversy on over players who p- refused to wear the warmups, the pride warmups. There were several players who didn't want to do it, um, and that caused huge controversy. So over the summer, Gary Bettman said, hey, look, um, we can still do these nights uh, as far as the team you know, promotion is concerned, but on the ice, we will not wear any themed warm-up jerseys. That's done. And the point of that was to take the the chance to create controversy off the players and also to uh, give the players that freedom of choice, at least take it away so that there's no, you know, controversy coming from these players. Right. And then a few days ago, uh, basically, he went further and said, we're taking away any sort of of these theme night 
uh, away from players by saying things like we can't use rainbow tape on our sticks anymore, mm-hmm. um, which caused like the people who make the rainbow tape who sells LGBTQ plus um, sports theme stuff to say, hey, this isn't right, which is which is fair. But basically what Gary Bettman is doing, correct me if I'm wrong, Joey, is he's he's saying, all right, let's let's get rid of this chance of the NHL getting flack because of a handful of players who don't agree with these things and just take it all off the ice and keep it in the stands and keep it with the teams and their promotion. And that's basically what has happened. Does that, does that sound right? That, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how, I mean, that's a good timeline of things. I appreciate you going back to last year. Yes. They did ban, uh, you know, the rainbow tape, uh, being a physical representation of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, and kind of really on a quick side note, kind of getting lost in the mix of all this is also the representation for military appreciation and also cancer theme nights. I have a kind of a conspiracy around that. I kind of feel like those other theme nights being stripped of their physical representation is kind of a way to throw in the, you know, the LGBTQIA plus uh, physical representation kind of in that bucket to kind of like deter or make it seem like it's more of a bigger picture thing than it is what it is. Um, that's just me being a conspiracy theorist. I do, I do, and I think this is important that we talk about this because it is something that it needs to be discussed because it's an important topic in the NHL. This is an issue I have with the league. It's an issue where the NHL has an opportunity to continue to grow the game and expand to new fans and to be more inclusive. And they, they consistently find themselves at a crossroads. And in my personal opinion, they choose the wrong path nine times out of 10. This is an example of them doing that. I think at the end of the day, if I am putting myself in the position of Gary Bettman or the league, which is hard, but I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes and, and understand that you know this is a business, I think it comes down to two things. I think it comes down to the, to the ownership slash Gary Bettman. And I think it comes down to the players. The issue with the players is, and this is something that I don't know if it will be a controversial thing to say, but the things about the thing about the players is there's a handful of players that publicly discussed that they were not comfortable going out there, uh, you know, on the ice and having the, this physical representation of the LGBTQIA plus community. While I completely disagree with that, like if I'm a player, I'm out there with it. I have no issues with it whatsoever. I'm proud to represent people across the fucking board, sexual orientation, gender, whatever, right? Like I'm all in. With that being being said, I also, because I just believe people should have the right to choose, even if I vehemently disagree with them, I think that people should have the right to choose whether or not that is something they want to participate in. And it gets sticky because if you have a team that is then being like, you need to participate in this. And someone is saying like, I don't believe in it for whatever reasons. Again, I completely disagree with that, but I still believe that people should have a right to choose in what they participate in or not. And that's really hard. It's like, I believe that, you know, people should have the right to vote. So a, a lot of people are going to vote for candidates that I do not like at all. I disagree with their voting choices. I disagree with the candidates they're voting for, whatever. That doesn't mean that I'm going to sit there and say, you should not have the right to vote because I don't like of your decision. 
I can disagree with it. At the end of the day, people should have a right to choose. And that's kind of where I stand on the whole thing. All that being said, so now you have a situation, right, where you have players that are not wanting to participate in this, whether you agree with that or not. And I think that that sows some discord within the locker room, within the organization, because then you have like, not only do I feel incredibly bad for the entire community, but also just think about the players that are also, um, you know, proud to be representative of that community, part of that community, the community themselves, et cetera. And now they are seeing teammates that are choosing to not participate in this um, you're going to have a locker room that's going to be divided. And I think it gets to the point where, and again, I'm looking at this from a, a strictly ownership standpoint. I'm thinking like, this is going to sound bad to say, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And they're like, I don't want to deal with this in the locker room. I don't want to deal with some guys being in and some guys being out. And then like, it rubs this guy the wrong way and whatever. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we're just going to scrap this. And when I zoom out and look at the macro picture of everything, I think at the end of the day, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I've only been watching hockey for a couple of years now. I still think at the end of the day that despite it being 2023, that the NHL is caught up in the old guard. The NHL, the majority of the fan base is a bunch of old crusty dudes. No offense, Jeff. I don't think you're old or crusty. What? But I, <laughs> but I think the NHL has a particular base. And I think that the league is looking at this from a, a business standpoint, which again, I disagree with, but they're saying like, for them, it's, it's a better decision business-wise to maintain that and not even have to quote unquote deal with the controversy, which I think is bullshit and to keep the base than it is to be inclusive of this community, which again, I disagree with because I think being more inclusive is only going to bring more people in. But at the end of the day, they just decided we're not dealing with this period. We can still have these nights, but there'll be no physical representation. We are taking the options out of players' hands. It is what it is. And I think that's what it comes down to. And even though I completely disagree with it, I'm doing my best to see um, you know, th where they are coming from. I hope in the future this changes. I hope there's a way that we can work around this. And also as fucked up as it is, I can see a bunch of people sitting in a boardroom going, you know what? We're going to take away this physical representation. I don't think we're going to lose much of that community watching the games because at the end of the day, they love hockey. So they can be upset about it now, but they're probably going to still tune in to watch. And I know it probably sounds like a horrible thing to say, but it's probably just the truth of these conversations that are being had behind closed doors. I agree with everything you said um, from, you know, supporting that community. Um, I love it. I think it comes down to the only thing I disagree with is I don't think they're thinking of the fan base here. Uh, and like, you know, the old crusty guys, not saying that there's old crusty guys that, uh, you know, are, are, you know, not the best people that watch hockey. It's definitely there. I think it's simply, they don't know how to handle this. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to do the right thing. They don't, and they don't care to spend time thinking about it any further. And they just said, let's just, let's just take it off the ice. And that way, cause we don't know how to solve this problem. And that's a bad look for the NHL. That's a bad look. That's, I don't think this is necessarily going to, this isn't the only thing that hinders the growth of the NHL and hockey. It does mm -hmm. not help, but the league basically is saying, you know what, this is an issue. Our players, some of them don't like this and we don't know how to fix it. We don't, 
and we got too much stuff going on. We're just not going to deal with it. So here it is. And they're, like you said, they're putting it to sleep. So I think it's as simple as that is I think the NHL is archaic in how they, uh, you know, promote the league. Um, maybe they are just accepting that they are a niche sport, even though we still are considered one of the major four sports in the, in the country. Um, but they just are cool with being that niche sport and, and, and they're, they don't know how to be global either. They don't know how to make the NHL global because, you know, globally there's bigger, better leagues. Anyway, long story short, at the end of the day, I just don't think the, de- the NHL felt like dealing with it. And in the end, that's still a bad look. And um, yeah. this is what they did. So um, don't agree. I think that if a player wants to do something, they should be allowed to. Agree. And I think that's what it should be. Not, hey, guys, if you feel like doing this, cool. Go ahead and do it. And why can't it be as simple as that? Right. It, I don't understand why it can't be. I mean, to me, that's just like a no-brainer common sense. Like, hey, if you – like, here's an option – and if you want to be representative of this community, here you go. I don't understand why that's a big deal whatsoever. Here's here's the way I like to think, and this is not the way everybody is. I like to think that there are a lot of people like me out there that we don't hear from that accept all people, love all people, mm-hmm. are kind, good people, want to see other people live the life that they want to live, be friends with those people, be caring family members of those people that think differently from them. And I'm talking, it could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's who I am. I feel that way wholeheartedly at the same time. um, I don't necessarily look to a sport to guide my thinking in that way. So, you know, it's interesting to talk about, but at the same time, I'm not sitting here going like, you know what, you know, I, I, I don't, whatever the NHL does, I don't really give a shit. Now saying that I am, a straight white male. So I don't have that. Those, I don't know how that feels. Right. I don't know. How, Cause they're definitely selling to me. They're definitely. Yeah, selling to and me. also, I mean, so, the reality is representation matters. I mean, that's also the reality. It does. Matter. It does. And, and I like to see it. I like to see this going on in sports and, and, and everywhere. Right. It's a great thing. It's our, our, I, in my lifetime, I've seen so much progression. I'm 44. It's amazing. Um, but what I like to think though, is that at the end of the day is that um, the, league wanted to avoid saying hey go ahead if you want to do something cool on the ice go ahead and do it what they wanted to avoid was the people who just are want to argue and complain and that is all sides every angle every there's just those people out there is whoever's not going to have the pride tape is going to get flamed yeah, I, yeah whoever, I, mean, I was going to bring that point up as well. I mean, that's very true, right? If whoever has the, right, yes. whoever has the pride tape on their stick is going to get flamed. Yeah, well, they will be both sides embrace, like, thank you. And then the other side's like, like, fuck this guy, right? Which is unfortunate. But again, that's the truth. And like yes. you said, no matter what side you choose, it, it is a lose-lose. And I'm, that's, that's why I'm trying to think of a, yeah. way to, uh, a way to resolve this. And I think that's why the league came to it. And they said there is no way for us. And we're going to just walk away from it, which again, I completely disagree with. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, they're still going to have these nights as far as what I can tell from, uh, reading these news stories and checking things out is they're going to have them. It's just not going to be represented on the ice. Yeah. Which, even the um, military thing and like cancer. I'm like, I don't understand. Well, they can't. And again, I, I dropped my conspiracy theory on it, but like I spent four years in the Navy. I don't understand why that is a thing, but again, like you can attach, you know, like the military appreciation to the LGBTQIA plus, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, appreciation night. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if a guy goes out there and he's got like camo on his stick, people are like, Hey, thank you for supporting the military. And then other people are going to sit there and be like, well, this guy, you know, supports war and death and whatever. And some people don't do it. And they like, oh, so you don't support the military? And it's like, dude, it's some, some I, people. I, I, gonna... I understand. And I do agree. I do agree with your point. I, I think that the league, uh, the league came to a decision where they're just like, we're not dealing with this. And despite yep. it being 2023 and hoping that the, you know, the, the hockey would be in a, the NHL in particular would be in a position to be more inclusive of more people and bring in more fans to the game. And by the way, also embrace the fans and the players and the staff and everyone else that's already involved in the game who are with the NHL and just show their support for them. They do not feel like they are in that position right now. So, yep. Yep. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts, you know, on social, let us know at the Kraken pod or at Kraken pod. We're all over the place and this is an ongoing conversation. So, um, you know, this is not the last time we talk about this. So, we're back with day one. We've got all this awesome stuff to talk about. Thank God hockey's back. I'm ready for a, uh, a, a weekend of hockey, which is awesome. Um, actually set my fantasy squad roster, which is great. Um, I'm also, I'm making my bets. DraftKings, baby. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, hockey's back. I think what you should really look into, if, if you can use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, wherever you are, um, they have so many promotions like the bet that I made last night. We talked about earlier uh, the same game parlay uh, with father canner. I had picked a couple other things that missed and I lost the bet, but I had done their safe bet, right? There no sweat bet where uh, you get your money back up to five bucks. So you know what I did? I spent $5 and I lost the bet. I got my five bucks back. So they do these go. cool promotions for DraftKings all the time. And and football, right? We're in the thick of football season. Hockey's back. There's tons of awesome promotions out there that you should, you know, take take part in. It's fun. And you can spend whatever you want to spend on it, right? You don't have to spend a ton to enjoy DraftKings, right? Now, with football, new customers bet $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet on an NFL game. So you bet $5 and you'll get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. I did this with hockey back in the day when I first joined. Uh, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day, right? All through the fall, depending on the sport. So make sure you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. You got to use code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or see our show notes for all the details. So uh, I am having fun with that. I did also lose. Uh, I, I predicted that I made a bet that Connor Bedard would score a goal last night, and uh, that was incorrect. So I'll just Speaking keep- of Bedard, uh, I think the over-under for shots on goal for him on the season was like 350 or something like that. I hope everyone took the over. They are going to give this kid – I forget how many shots he had last night, but this kid is going to get a ton of opportunities. 350 is like a lot. A very, that's a lot of shots. I'm telling you, man, I think that's a very safe, a very, very safe bet. I think it's 350. I could be wrong on that, but whatever it I'll is, look, I, hope people, I hope people took the over. That's all I'm saying. That's a, that's a guaranteed win. I'm going to look, um, last night I was, I was listening. I was listening to, um, the, the game, uh, using some earbuds and I'll tell you what is the Raycon earbuds. You should look into these things. You should check these, these things out because Raycon 
here's the deal on Raycon is they make awesome audio. I'm talking earbuds, wireless headphones, wired uh, Bluetooth speakers. What Raycon does is, you know, they don't have the bloated, you know, big time brand name that the fruit does. And these other folks do, they just make awesome sound equipment, right? Audio equipment. And this means you're going to spend half the money, get all the tech. They've got awesome deals for getting your money back. If you don't like it, they really want you to try using like Raycon wireless earbuds. Okay. So you should totally go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. Get 15% off your Raycon order, which is pretty sweet. Go to buy Raycon, like B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So thanks to Raycon. Yes. Also, just looked it up. Five shots, last line on net. He averages five shots a game over 82 games. That's 410 shots on the season. He averages what? He had five last night. How does he, What does he have to average? If he does five a game for 82 uh-huh. games, that's no. 410. And the over-under is 350. I'm telling you, the over on the 350 shots on the season, it, it, like you need to hit the over. Wait, I, I'm trying to do this in the middle of the podcast, but I need to go pull up the stats from last season. I'm, okay. It's, it's the shots season, leader. His first season, his first season, first game. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about who the shots leader in in uh in the league were i gotta find mm-hmm. out who, who who it is let's see let's see All right. maybe i'm wrong i'm just trying to i'm just trying to correct myself here shots on goal mm-hmm. let's see this is not correct uh 80 shots on goal is not right see i can't do this while i'm in the middle i'm gonna yeah. here's what it's gonna happen this is i mean have me i look up this stuff i'm in on this but i may take the under you're out of your fucking mind. I don't know why. They're gonna give him a million opportunities to score goals. That's they're all gonna, they're going to do. They're going to but he's a kid, even though he's a superstar, and the rest of the league's going to catch up to him. It's going to ebb and flow. He's going to have times where he's blowing the league away, and there's going to be times where he's you know, getting crushed by the league. There's he no doesn't way. have to put them in the back of the net. I'm talking strictly opportunities. I'm taking you over on 350. Do you want to make a personal bet on this? No, because I've got to find – uh, soon, before the end, let's get into the next okay. phase, what we're going to okay. talk about. Let's, talk about, let's right. do our, our, our no-dumb questions. I'm going to find – I'll get back to you on this. No-dumb questions, this is where – you know, look, we're, we're not a stats driven podcast and, and most are, especially when it comes to the Kraken and they're going to, if you ask them a question that sounds dumb, they're going to call you out, tell you you're a dummy. They'll say you're a dummy, a dumb, dumb, dummy. And I've heard that on other podcasts, which I've never heard before. Um, and we want you to ask us any question that you want answered. We'll gladly answer it in a segment called no dumb questions. No shame, right? This is a hockey podcast for everyone even non-Kraken fans, okay? So what is this week's No Dumb Question question, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right. I actually uh, came up with this one because it's topical, uh, you know, based off of what happened to uh, Turbo last night with the hit by Howden that, uh, that, that you know, took him out of the game, and, uh, and hopefully Turbo's okay. But the question is, what is a match penalty? And we've gone over before in the past, like the various types of penalties in the NHL. But I want to specifically discuss a match penalty because that is what was given last night to Howden after the hit on Brandon Tanna. So a match penalty is called for a particularly violent or dangerous infraction when there is a deliberate attempt to injure or, uh, yeah, to injure another player. Uh, what comes along with that is that there was an immediate ejection. So Howden had to leave the ice last night. Uh, but they also have to serve 
a five-minute penalty. So that is why the Kraken were on a five-minute power play. They were unable to score. I think uh, they had six shots on net during that time. Uh, they were unable to get it going, which is highly unfortunate because the whole time I was just thinking, man, you guys got to do it for Turbo. Um, an interesting fact, which I did not know, Jeff, is that if the opposing team scores, so if the Kraken were to score last night during the power play, Howden could have actually re-entered the game, but another player would have to be uh, subbed out for him. So basically, like he would have been able to come in, but if they wanted Howden back out on the ice, they would have had to select another skater who they would take out to remain on the PK for the remainder of the five minutes. I did not Whoa. know that. I yeah. thought once they were out, they were out. And that is why last night, you know, in the third period, that was such a big deal because the Kraken being down at that point, three to one, having a five minute power play. Even if they score, they are still on the power play. But again, like we talked about earlier, the PP was weak. Uh, the league will review, which you already brought up earlier. He has a hearing uh, with, the, I believe it's the NHLPA uh, today, uh, and we'll be meeting with them to discuss a possibility of additional discipline, disciplinary actions, whether that's a fine, a suspension, etc. So that is what is going on uh, with a match penalty uh, that is why the the Kraken had a, a five minute power play last night and were unable uh, to confer on any of that. And that is what Howden received. And I'm sure that at some point today, maybe tomorrow, uh, we will hear the results of the league review on whether or not there will be a fine of suspension or anything else like that. Great question. I love it. That's awesome. And we actually got some good, really, we got a couple questions last night during the, the game, which is yes, we sweet. Did. So yes. they're coming Book in. Mark. So Book keep mark. those up. We're, we're coming to those. And if we have to do two or three real quickly in a week, we'll do it. Um, our three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I, we don't talk hockey. We do kind of talk hockey, but we like rank what was cool in our week to kind of fill you in what's going on. And uh, we rank them in our three stars of the week. So last week, Joey, you went first. I went first. Go ahead. Look at us remembering things. Yes. Okay, a whole new us. All right. So my third star of the week is taking the under on the Connor Bedard shots list. Because while you were explaining you just put that in, you just put that in. I did. I did. Because while you were explaining very nicely, I was listening to you explain the match penalty thing. I mm-hmm. looked it up. And Joey, can you tell me, can you guess how many NHL players last year had over 350 shots on goal for the entire season? Seven. Three. Damn it. Okay. Did you already take the bet? What do you mean? With Connor Bedard. Did you already make no, the bet? No, I have not, but I'm going oh, to. I'm okay. telling you right now, he's going to hit the over. I'm taking the under. Okay. David Pasternak was the lead leader in shots on goal. 407. Oh, okay. There you Nathan go. Nathan McKinnon, 366. Connor McDavid. Not even Connor. Mc... He barely got over 350. He he's got three... to share the time with three... Dreisaitl. He's just super efficient. 352. Brady Kachuk at 347. Mm-hmm. Significant mm-hmm. drop-off after that. Jack Hughes at 336. So, long story short is this is going to be tough. He could do it because you're right. You're not wrong about him getting... The a million the opportunities. Shots. Yeah, I'm taking the over on 350. Do you want to make a personal bet on this? We can do like a sixer. We can do anything you want. Keep it nice and easy. What do you want to do? We should do. I don't know what we should. I don't have it right now, but I want to do a challenge thing. Okay. A challenge we'll something. But we're we're officially. Can we handshake on this? Are we shaking on it? We're handshake. Like a chant. Like if I lose, I have to do something stupid mm-hmm. within reason. Like no head shaving. No like. Nothing, nothing that's going to get me arrested. No physical, like no Fu Manchu. I can't convince you to shave the. I can do that. 
I could do something like that for like, cause it, it grows back very quickly. So I could do like that for Discuss like with your wife in advance before I make you do something embarrassing, but you. I would, I would shave it and I would have to like take pictures and then like, like I can't go with, I could go a day with that. A day is fine. I can, I can, I can mess with the day, but there's, it's gotta be documented. We'll think of something. We'll think of a challenge. All right. That's, that's on the table. Okay, cool. All right. So that's, that's my third star uh, of the week is I'm totally, t- by the way, to your credit is right now after one game in the books, he is the uh, number three shots on goal. Uh, Philip Forsberg, Evgeny Malkin, six. Conor Bedard, five. Jared, Mc- top three Jared five McCann at number four with five shots on goal. He is out to Father Canner. Lone goal last night. Beautiful wrister. We need more of that. Um, Yeah, he's going to be top three to five all season. They're going to give him a million opportunities to shoot the puck. So it is what it is. He's a superstar. Chicago knows it. And it's, uh, it's his uh, show to run. Uh, my third star of the week is just hockey is back. I'm, I'm freaking pumped. Hockey it. is back. And even though the result for the Kraken last night wasn't what I wanted, uh, there's a lot of things uh, that were, you know, positive to take away from the game. And if they can just figure out how to, how to get going early. Listen, it's one game out of 82. I'm not hitting the panic button. Give me two more weeks before I start doing that. Um, also, Pierre last night uh, took a puck off the glove and was out for like the majority of the second period, but he came back in the third, so that's good. Because as I was watching that, I was like, dude, are we going to see a Shane Wright call-up? You know, second game into the season, who knows? So it was yep. good to see him back out there. He's probably just a little bruised up. Um, all that being said, man, just hockey is back, right? Like he had three games uh, in a row that were pretty entertaining I actually chose to kind of take the first two games kind of off because I was mentally preparing myself for knowing that I was going to be awake until one, two in the morning covering the Kraken. Um, But I'm excited, man. It's here. Not the result we wanted, but it's a long season and things will, I'm calling it right now. Things will bounce back. They're going to take care of Nashville and they're going to put a lot of pucks in net. I think it's going to be a fucking scoring party because this team, this team can score, um, it was great to see Burakovsky back out there, like just yeah. to see him doing his thing. Uh, I love that guy. Um, I just think that there's a, a lot of really, really, really good potential with the Kraken. And the NHL is going to be a fun season overall, even if they continue uh, to fuck up the, uh, you know, being able to be inclusive of other people. It's going to be a fun NHL season. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, my, my second star, a bedroom remodel. This is pretty quick. Oh, um, well, Ikea. Know, no, 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 no. We have an Ikea bedroom right now, and it's got to go. So we moved into our house in 2018, and we've worked on some rooms. You know, we've got kids, so it's like we're, we haven't done a ton. But, like, my son has really bad allergies. South Louisiana is just brutal with that. Um, but he's got carpet in his room, so we're going to get the carpet out of the room because it's getting funky, and we're going to put hardwood floors in. Nice. And we started we started looking around the house is like all right maybe we can do this everywhere well our bedroom right there's like we've done no nothing like when we moved in we just placed things in the room and then mm-hmm. that's hung up like a picture and then that's it like there's no okay, so you're rocking like shag carpeting it's like an austin Powers set in there what's no, going it's, on it, it looks it just looks like a it's a it just looks like a, a bedroom and it's just like it's okay cool it's a bedroom it's it's but there's like there's some chairs. There's like two chairs that, you know, we can chill out in that are like mismatched. There's an Ikea dresser. Uh, there is a table that's in a corner that we don't know where to put it because we don't want to get rid of it. And I can't get it in the attic. 
because the attic access is too small. That and the ghost up there. The ghost. We have literal ghosts up there. I still haven't put them up for Halloween. Um, But what my wife and I have done is we found, you know, some rooms that we think we're going to make this into like a, like almost kind of think of like a cool place where you chill out in like a comfy chair and like read a book or like have a, a glass of wine. Right. We're going to have a little sitting area. We're painting the thing. We're doing this. We're do- we're like going to make it like a, we're trying to make it like an Instagram room, you know, like, like, make she, it like all- she did with the outside with her multicolored pumpkins, which is pretty phenomenal. So like I'm on board cause I want a place to just chill and enjoy being in. Not that I don't enjoy being in there. Uh, but at the same time, we're ready to do this. So we're working on that. So like, uh, you know, ready to, to do some cool stuff. So maybe uh, throw some doc. There's paint on the wall. There's paint swatches on the wall right now. We just threw some paint up, some sample paint. So yeah. anyway, we're working yes. on that. Big boy I'm call, stuff. I'm calling it out right now. I yeah. think I, I think this is a great idea. It sounds like, you know, you have to kind of consolidate and figure out what to do with the random furniture items you've kind of assembled together, but you have kids. It's easier yep. said than done. Yep. That being said, this is typically a thing that people do. And while it is very aesthetically pleasing, the amount of time actually sitting in that space and like relaxing, hanging out, glass of wine is very minimal. Just calling it out right now. I'd be shocked if you utilize the space as much as you think you would. But I think it's going to be very aesthetically pleasing and it'll just make you feel better overall. No, good good news. We actually, even in like the, we spend a lot of time in there chilling out, drinking wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's Shut so the like door. mom and dad get hammered. Good, good, good point on that. Um, but this is that we we chose to do it because we spend time in there and we don't, you know, we either sit on the back porch, but you know, Louisiana weather can be brutal. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, or we kind of bounce around in the house and we go, this is not comfortable here or here or here. So we're making it a place. So uh, good point. I'm glad you brought it up, but it's been thought out. It's definitely a place we're gonna spend time. I'm gonna read some damn books and drink some damn wine. There you go. As soon as I can uh, learn how to read, I would be doing that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, my second star of the week is Loki season two. I have not had a chance to watch this yet. It is available now on Disney plus. I have had not had a uh, Disney plus subscription since season one ended, but Loki season one was actually phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed that show. I think it's very, rare nowadays for a new show to come out that I gravitate towards and delivers on expectations. Um, yeah, I'm just excited, man. Season two is out. I have, again, I have not had a chance to watch it, but hopefully here in the near future, I can sit down and, and catch like the first episode or two, but Loki season two out on Disney plus. I, I hope it lives up to what season one was because it was just an absolutely phenomenal show. Okay. That's awesome. My, my number one, and I, I like I, I like the I do like the superhero stuff. I love that. So Loki's a cool character. I have not seen either. Um, Kraken Pod content. You may have seen this. Uh, Joey and I are really experimenting with a lot of different things. The YouTube channel, you know, TikTok, throwing out opinion videos, and just to clue you in, if you've made it far this far in the podcast, you're definitely into what we're doing. We're trying to find out like what 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 makes things tick. What do you want to see? from us so we're playing around with different ideas and things so you're going to see more of it and you know we might lose some social media followers there we may gain some here but um what's important is joey and i are committed to doing more kraken pod content um because you've been an awesome fan and uh we just want to have fun with that and we're thinking about maybe sponsorships and giveaways and all these different things so i'm in i feel it this season 
Um, I'm all about the Kraken pod and the Seattle Kraken, and we're just cranking out some stuff. So I'm excited about it. It's been a grind, but it's been fun. There's been a lot of learning, uh, you know, during the process. At the end of the day, it's just you and me running this entire machine. So we are doing the best with uh, the capacity that we have. The only thing I will say is like, please subscribe to our YouTube page. You can find us at Kraken Pod. I think in the last week and a half, almost two weeks, we have collectively put out 12, maybe 13 videos. Like we are cranking out shit on there 24-7. Starting Thursday night against Nashville, I am going to do a a live stream on YouTube post-game immediate unfiltered crack and reaction people can go in there interact talk about the game all that stuff so that is something that we are going to start doing i will be again starting that on thursday uh after the game against the predators i'm very excited so please subscribe to that and check us out but yeah we've been uh we've been cranking out a lot of stuff but our bandwidth is limited so it's just us two but uh, we're making it happen awesome dude i'm 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 so pumped i may join you on that one i'm not sure yeah, well, if it's past your bedtime. Nighttime gets crazy for me, but uh, I yes. do want to do more. Yeah, because your doors are shut. You've been drinking wine in your bedroom. Absolutely. We're just, you know. So anyway, long story short is uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. So what uh, what is your number one star of the week? Number one star of the week is Sco Bus, baby. They're four and two. My University of Colorado Buffaloes, the team that I've, you know, where I went to school and I've rooted for them for years, even though every game we got our asses handed to us by 30 points. And now people actually care and they want to talk about us. And it's all because Deion Sanders is my head coach, and I freaking love it. So they beat Arizona State on the road. It was a tough matchup. Honestly, the team didn't really play that well. I actually took the over on the wins for the season because Vegas had the Colorado Buffaloes at three and a half wins on the season. I thought they would win five to six. And guess what? Six weeks into the season, cash that freaking over. Just like I'm going to cash the over on Connor Bedard, 350 Uh. shots on the season. So – that is uh that's where I'm at. I'm very excited. Uh, the next game is Friday. Uh, that is against Stanford. We a Pac-12 after dark, which you know, if people are fans of the Pac-12, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a late kickoff. It gets weird. Last night I got weird because you went to bed and it's midnight, 12:30, 1 a.m. and I'm tweeting for the Kraken. And I was definitely doing some Kraken pod after dark. So, anyways, it go was good. And, uh, there you go. It was good. No, I wish I would have known about that bet. I mean, I would have taken that bet in a second. And I'm not oh even my a God. It was big the buff fan. easiest money of all time. I have a friend yeah. who, uh, very quick story, took uh, a little bit of money and just put it on money line week one, Colorado to beat TCU. The odds were highly favored against us. Yeah. Um, won that bet. Took all yep. the money from that bet, rolled it into week two, Colorado versus Nebraska also underdogs put more money onto that bet plus her winnings wins that bet then takes all that money from the previous two bets and puts it on week three colorado colorado state again money line just colorado to win and wins that bet and then completely cashed out won a significant amount of money and her initial goal was to uh, repair her car and she just went and bought a new one so there you go Awesome, but also, dude. But also gamble responsibly. <laughs> that is uh, awesome, and I totally want to find one of those bets to get into. So I, uh, I'm enjoying yeah, watching college over football this season. Connor Bedard shots on season. Okay, okay, we'll get to it. All right. So anyway, uh, it's awesome to have the Kraken back. They're fine, and they'll be fine, and they're a playoff team. Share with us on social media. Let us know at the Kraken Pod. 
have an awesome week. Joey, have an awesome week. And let's get into our first chirp of the week for the actual season. So have a great week. Enjoy the Kraken Pod chirp of the week. Thanks for listening. Hey, Sid, welcome back for another season. Connor? Good luck, man. How you? Welcome to the NHL, man. How you? Okay, guys, it's showtime. Have a great day.